bringing European SaaS together was the initial premise for SaaS Talk. Even in its first year, we outgrew that proposition with attendees from over 30 countries, making it a global conference with a European heart. SaaS Talk will be returning to Dublin in October 2022, and our super early bird tickets are on sale now, saving you 400 euros. Grab yours by visiting sastock.com forward slash sastock dash 2022. The gap in perception between employees who have filled out our, our survey and founders, where we see that employees more like think that ownership contributes more to their motivation than founders realize that is the case. This gap is one that's really important to to close and has a huge opportunity for companies actually to you know be aligned as a as a team both across the founding and the rest of the of the team. Hey everyone, welcome back to the SaaS Revolution Show, brought to you by SaaStock, the conference that helps SaaS companies get traction, growth, and scale. I'm your host Alex Thuma. And I'll be looking at what it really takes to build and grow a SaaS company today and how founders and entrepreneurs stay healthy on the journey. Now on with the show. Welcome to the SaaS Revolution show at Yoko Spirit, co-founder and CEO of Leggy. Welcome, Yoko. Thank you, Alex. Great to be here. Great to have you on the podcast. Uh, where are you you dialing in from? Are you in uh, Switzerland? Uh, I, th- I believe that's where you were based. Yeah? Exactly. Uh, yeah, I'm based in Zurich. That's where we started the, the company originally and where mm-hmm. most of the team is still based today. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Uh, I've only ever been to Zurich Airport uh, just as a uh, useless fact. Uh, and uh, I would like to see more of Switzerland uh, as it does look, uh, you know, kind of picture postcard. Uh, certainly on Instagram, uh, uh, anyway. But uh, hopefully, we'll get to to do that uh, at some some point. What's the um, what's the SaaS scene like in uh, in Switzerland? I know. I think we we had a conversation about this uh, a couple of years ago. But uh, how is it in in 2022? Yeah, great question. I mean, it's uh, it's picking up. I would say um, you know, it's obviously the 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 Swiss uh, scene, uh, given the, the 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 size of the country is uh let's say less big than than other larger markets but uh it's definitely picking up uh we're seeing you know uh, more and more SaaS companies everywhere uh more and more investment as well in companies uh in 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 switzerland in general also from uh, uh vcs from all over the world as well so in general i would say you know the the startup scene and the SaaS scene is, is really picking up Awesome, awesome. Well, good stuff. Well, well, Yoko, tell the audience, the 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 SaaS Talk and SaaS Revolution Show audience, a little bit about yourself as a person. You, you know, who is Yoko Spirit? Sure, uh, happy to. So, I'm uh, the co-founder and CEO of Leggy, as uh, you also just uh, said before. And um, so, a bit about myself. Um, I originally come from a scientific background, so I studied physics um, here in Zurich and in the UK as well. Um, and during my studies, it, it's also the time where I met my two co-founders. Um, and in parallel to, to our studies, we, in fact, um, switched into entrepreneurship um, and started sort of our, our first companies, company back then. Uh, and pretty much right after that, uh, we then started Leggy after, um, after finishing our studies. 
Um, and yeah, we've we've now um, we now have a, a team of uh, more than forty people uh, just raised our Series A last year, and uh, that's where we stand today. I love that. So that was straight from academia into starting a business. Uh, uh, is, is that right? Yes, exactly. With a couple of um, smaller things that happen in between, but pretty much that's that's it exactly. And, and, and why did you why did you found Leggy? Why did you want to start? Uh, a business and why did you found Leggy? You know, what was the problem that, that, that you wanted to solve there? Sure. So um, my two co-founders and I, we um, met while, while studying um, and we were sort of in parallel to our studies, constantly driven to start our own thing. And back then, uh, in parallel to our studies, we, we, we started a, um, a small, I would call it project. So it, it wasn't a company yet. Uh, in the end-to-end encryption space. So I'm uh, not sure if you know Signal, for example, so similar to that. We never really ended up launching with that um, company idea, but this back then really brought us in touch with the startup scene here in Zurich. So we met you know, investors, we met founders, uh, learned from the first time what a cap table was, what ownership was all about. And especially one day, uh, we met with the founder of a company based here in, in Zurich. Um, and the company was, back then was, you know, 300 people, uh, venture-backed. Um, and we meet Peter, the, the founder of this company, and he shows us how he was managing his ownership. So he, he, he pulls out his laptop uh, and shows us a massive spreadsheet where each single line was representing one single share. Uh, and so, you know, don't, don't ask me why he, he, he uh, set it up this way. I think it was his lawyer or, or something, but endless scrolling, extremely messy. Um, he had to have an intern just to manage that sheet. And for us back then, uh, we, we realized, well, you know, this is a, is a very concrete problem that's core for a startup. And in fact, it wasn't only Peter's problem, but in Europe and beyond, there was just no standard way to manage ownership. Um, And so that was the first part of the the reason, a very concrete problem. And the second part of the reason why we started is because we realized the impact we could have on the entrepreneurial ecosystem with ownership. So we really believe that to build strong and and enduring companies, uh, ownership is key. Um, And so for us back then, it was, the combination of a concrete problem plus the opportunity to have an impact. And that's why we started back then. So we met uh, the, for the first time in 2018 at SAS when uh, we were doing a, a small conference in Berlin. Uh, and uh, so back then, I, mean, I don't remember the specifics of the conversation, but I do remember uh, having that conversation, uh, a conversation with you. Uh, but was Leggy solving the same problem then? You know, has there been any pivots or is this the, the original idea and you've just kind of built on that to, you know, to what it is today. So back then, um, I, I also still remember uh, meeting you, uh, a great, great moment. Um, and so back then, we were also working on the, on the same, uh, in the same space. That being said, we were focused more on uh, the investor relation part. And on top of that, the software was completely free. So the idea was to you know, just have a, a, a tool online uh, where with which each and every company could start with um, and really manage their, their cap table and investor relations. Um, and what we, what we then realized um, after a couple of months is that, well, when you start a company, it, it is crucial to, you know, 
make sure you, uh, you're well set up in terms of your ownership structure. That being said, when you are three founders in a garage, the ownership is not your biggest problem. So therefore, what we quickly realized is that um, actually where, where really ownership starts to become unmanageable, such as uh, Peter, the example we've had before, is really when you start to, to scale and really grow your team. So that typically correlates with uh, Series A and beyond. We still encourage companies to, to start using Ledger way before, but that's what we realized back then as to be the sweet spot. Um, and so this is when we actually introduced also pricing and where uh, we also introduced sales and so on. So it was a, a, a bit of a pivot in that sense um, while, while staying in the same space of, of ownership. So, so since that, so 2018, four years have passed, um, you raised a Series A last year, um, which was the 10 million uh, with Sequoia. So in those kind of three years from 2018 to, to let, let's say now, what have been some of the focus areas for you to get the business so that it was ready for, for Series A and, and, and to where it is uh, now? And then maybe like name some challenges and how you've overcome them and some milestones and metrics that, that you've achieved. Sure, very happy to. So first of all, I think um, we really pivoted in the sense that we went uh, up market. And while before our focus has been on investor relations where, uh, you know, we were we were um, implementing features such as uh, monthly reporting, which is, of, of course, still available. We um, switched on the product side to really cater more for managing employee participation plans at scale. So really on the on the product side, we have uh, built really many features for companies that are growing really fast and teams that are really gro growing fast. Um, so so a, 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 um, a lot of development on the on the product side. Um, number two is um, really on the on the distribution side. So um, and, and that actually ties also to your question about the challenges. So. Um, my school and I, we come from a technical background, uh, so, you know, we were very product focused. Um, and I think a challenge for us was to kind of understand and, 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 and sort of, you know, take uh, the importance of marketing and sales really seriously. So we had like absolutely no idea about marketing and sales. I think this was a real challenge for us. And this took a while to, to learn and to implement. And um, I would say, you know, that that's kind of the, the, the second biggest change that that's happened uh, since we started, which is really uh, setting up a sales team, uh, setting up a, a marketing team and making sure that uh, the world out there knows about about what we do. I mean, su such a common uh, problem and challenge that um, I see, you know, time and time again, that the, the founders sort of come in very obviously products, you know, focused people, which is, which is great. Uh, and then the sales and the marketing, and maybe sometimes it doesn't come natural, uh, you know, to them. And that that's the part, you know, figuring out in the, you know, in the first couple of years until they can really, you know, build that team. Um, have, have you been leading the sales, you know, as the founder for, you know, the first sort of couple of years? Uh, uh, how, how has that gone and to, to what point? And are you still doing, you know, the sales uh, for the business? So uh, in the first uh, years, yes, of course, we were just three people. So uh, we, we were all doing, uh, actually at the beginning, we were all coding and then we uh, kind of had our areas of expertise. So definitely uh, I was doing uh, sales and, and, and support as well. Um, and then very, very uh, like 
when when we started then to hire also for uh, business people, that is really where also things picked up and we were able to, you know, scale uh, our, our sales effort as well. Because I think that it takes just a, a huge amount of effort to do proper sales. Like, you know, you have to follow up, you have to be extremely active. And uh, when we when we really allocated priority and importance to to sales and marketing, it's, it's really where um, also things uh, picked up. So, uh, as we mentioned, um, or you mentioned that last year, uh, you know, and I saw the news that you, you'd raised the Series A of 10 million from Sequoia, uh, which is fantastic. Um, you, you know, I think uh, amongst the, uh, you, you know, the, the, the best or the biggest, you, you know, VCs out there, certainly from, you know, brand perspective and the companies that they have in the, uh, the, the portfolio. Um, tell us the story of how that came to be, uh, uh, you know, give some insights, like, how long were you raising? How did the conversation with Sequoia happen? Why Sequoia? How long did it take? You know, et cetera. Give us some insights into that that fundraise. Uh, um, it would be great to hear. Sure, happy to. So um, essentially, from 2020 to 2021, uh, with with you know with us going more up market, implementing different types of feature for larger teams. Essentially, our, our revenue really grew massively. Um, in fact, we, we had a 10x uh, increase in, in our revenue. And for us back then, it was then really a good timing to raise a Series A and really build up on this traction we, we, we had. So we decided to, um, and, and like I think that you know, I, I tend to approach things uh, in a quite uh, structured way. And so I, I kind of um, went about raising the Series A also in a, in a very structured way. way. So um, I tried to, you know, make a list of where what are the, the investors which we think are a great fit for 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 what we do for for the company. Um, and then we we started to raise. And uh, the way we we specifically met um, Luciana and Sequoia is uh is is kind of uh yeah it was really a, a lucky moment so one of our sales advisor um knew luciana from a past uh you know uh, experience and he just made us an, an intro to to her um and and since then it's it, i think the thing that stands out the most is how quickly it all went so really an, an unprecedented speed of, of ex execution from their, their side as well so i think all in all i think it took us um Three weeks from the first time we we had a chat until uh, we we signed the, the the term sheet, so extremely quick. Um, and yeah, we're we're extremely happy and and feel lucky to be able to partner with with Luciana and Sequoia. Uh, uh, amazing. Why 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 did you pick Sequoia? I mean, why not, right? But why <laughs> Sequoia and Luciana? And also, what was it? And sure, what what is like Luciana? you know, said to you uh, that this is the re reason why we're investing in you? You know, what is their belief, you know, about the business and why, why they chose to do this? Sure. So for the first part of, of your question, I think that uh, you, you summarize this quite well, you know, why, why not Sequoia? I mean, they're a legendary fund with an amazing team. So we're, we're extremely, yeah, happy to, to be able to, to partner with them. Uh, but I think one thing that especially stands out as well is, um, we uh, at Legi, we want to build the global platform for ownership, starting from Europe. And um, Luciana, you know, she's she has a decade of investing experience in Europe. 
um, and the combination of, of her expertise with Sequoia being, uh, you know, globally a, a legendary fund was really the perfect fit for where we came from Europe and where, where we want to go, which is uh, global. So in that sense, it was a, the perfect fit. And I think in terms of the, the second part of why they chose to partner with us, um, well, I think probably you, you, you should ask them directly as well. But um, I, I think that, you know, for them, uh, it, it, they, they, they had just recently opened their new uh, arm in Europe. So their, their new uh, funds in Europe. Uh, and for them, I think they really realized that the, that Europe is really in a special time right now. So uh, as you as you might know as well, um, the startup activity is really going through the roof right now. And, uh, you know, we at Legi, we empower startup, we empower teams uh, with ownership. And so they, they just really, I think, realized that the timing was was perfect for what we do and to really strengthen the, the ecosystem. Good stuff. So now you've got 10 million in the bank or you had or you, you've still got or more. Um, but the, the you know, what Sequoia wise you this money uh, and you, I would assume, have, you know, roughly 18 months or so to start to, you know, or, or deploy this to become this really high growth business to, you know, help you get to, you know, the next round and, and Series B. So tell us a little bit and as much as you can, the plan, you know, how... Talk us through how you'll deploy this. You know, where is the money going? Uh, there'll be, I think, you know, some great insights to those that may be at a similar stage or, you know, coming up to Series A to think about what they may need to do uh, as well. Absolutely. So for us, um, there are three big themes we want to tackle uh, right now and, and, and moving forward this year. Um, number one, we want to really play to our strengths, which is product. So we really want to double down on that strength, invest in product, um, and really want to make sure that Legi becomes more and more self-serve uh, so that companies can use it from the beginning uh, and up until, you know, uh, in, in the future of their development. So really doubling down on the product, make it more self-serve. Um, the second part the second theme is around Europe and really we actually want to bring a standard on how ownership is handled in companies in Europe. And this ties back to, to I think, the timing question that uh, I think there, there has never been a better time to, uh, you know, have a, an ownership company because I think that's really what Europe also uh, needs and, and hopefully to which we can contribute at, at this point in this transformation is going through. So, um, you know, the, 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 the VC funding in, in Europe has been unprecedented. Uh, I think it's running 20x what it has been a, a decade ago. Um, everyone is, 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 is building companies and really successful ones as well. And not only the ecosystem is, is changing a lot and growing, but also the awareness of, about ownership is growing a lot and i think the two go really hand in hand because to you know attract talent but also to create a, a strong and enduring culture ownership is central so uh therefore the the second theme for us is really about um hopefully contributing to that change this year in europe and one of the key markets is going to be uh the uk um, and last but not least we are going to expand the, to the us as well uh because when you think on a, on a global scale, um, the US is one of the biggest markets in terms of entrepreneurial uh, activity. 
Um, and so we want to, you know, be present and, and, and serve uh, uh, companies over there as well. Awesome. So with, um, with that in mind, and uh, I guess kind of where you want to be or need to be in 18 months, like what, what does it look like? What is the, the, the vision or the picture that you can paint Leggy in 18 months time uh, where, where you will be? Um, yeah. What can you share there? Yeah, so, you know, we want to be uh, at a position where we're um, empowering thousands of teams uh, on the both sides of the Atlantic with ownership. I think that's really uh, our mission and what, what, what we're here for. Um, and in terms of how the company will look like, well, um, I think one, one big challenge ahead of us, but uh, um, one which I'm really excited about is, one, uh, expand in Europe, and second, also go uh, to the US and really have a uh, a team that's distributed uh, on, on, on the both side of, of, of the Atlantic. And uh, we'll be reaching, uh, also we'll be crossing the, the, the 100 people mark. So yeah, lots of exciting times ahead of us this year. Have you thought, um, you know, about the US expansion? Is that something that, uh, I, mean, I mean, certainly five, six years ago, the European founder uh, would typically, you know, go to San Francisco and be there, for a few years or permanently to set up the, the US operations. But we're seeing less and less of that these days. We're seeing you know, the founders staying in Europe and uh, operating in a, in a different way to, to enter the US market. Have you had any thoughts about, yeah, I want to go to the US and, and open that office or will it be someone else or, or, or approach it in a different way? Yeah, so I think um, it's, it's all about what makes sense for, for the company. And I think in general, um, the, way, the way we see it is um, in terms of, of product and engineering, um, we envision this to, to, to stay mainly in, in Europe. Um, this is where you know, the, 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 our, our core founding team has, has been so far historically. Um, and then uh, mostly in, in the US will we'll be mostly present from a GTM perspective. Um, yeah. And I think... We, we still believe that it's key for part of the founding team to move to the US, at least at the beginning, uh, to really be present uh, on, the, on the ground. So we might have a, a bit of a classical approach to this. How, how do you feel about the responsibility and pressure, if any, of having you know, capital and being given 10 million to, to spend? Um, you, you know, is, is there any feeling that, oh, I've got a ticking clock uh, in which to deploy this and, you know, reach these certain milestones? And do you feel any pressure, you know, around that? I think, you know, certainly I feel uh, and, and we feel as a, as a team a great deal of responsibility to, to yeah, to be granted that, that trust. Um, and so that, that's, that's for sure. On the other hand, I think that um, it's important to, you know, not uh, feel too much under pressure uh, and, and thus, start to optimize too much for the short term, but really keep in mind that, you know, we're in this for the long term. Uh, and so I think we, that's, that's our mindset um, as a team. And also we're lucky to have partnered with, with people who think in the same way. Awesome. Uh, good stuff. Good way of thinking uh, about things. So um, uh, as I understand, so recently, um, Ledger, you've come up with the, the state of equity uh, report. Can you give us um, some insights into that? Um, you know, some things that might be uh, interesting for the listeners to uh, to learn about. What we intended to do with the state of equity report is that we want to 
bring transparency uh, around the topic of ownership and really educate people as we go. Because I think that, uh, you know, the European startup ecosystem is really going through a change right now. And um, historically, I think that the topic of ownership has been less present in Europe than, let's say, in the US, for example. So with this report, it's one of a number of reports we're, we're going to publish as, as we go. Um, and we just wanted to, you know, take a snapshot. How is it looking like right now? I think in terms of, of finding, um, we've looked at both on the ownership uh, side and also on the fundraising side of things. Um, and two, two um, uh, data points here that are, that are interesting. I think one is the gap in perception between uh, employees who have filled out our, our survey and uh, founders, where we see that um, employees are are more like think that ownership contributes more to their motivation than uh, founders realize that is the case. So I think this um, this gap is one that's really important to to close and has a huge opportunity for companies actually to you know uh, be aligned as a as a team both across the founding and the and the rest of the of the team. Um, and the second one is in terms of um, how founders approach ownership and, and employee participation plans in the fundraising context. And we found out that out of the of the founders we surveyed, um, 7% did not address that topic at all in their in their fundraising process, which um, you know is, is something that I think definitely uh, needs to change. And there as I think it's just all about uh, being aware of that, of why it's important, why it's important to invest uh, in the topic in, in every funding round you're, you're doing. Where, where can people uh, get the, the copy of the State of Equity report? So it's just about to, to being published just now. Uh, you can find it on ledgy.com uh, on, our, on our website and uh, also on, on, on our social media channels. Good, uh, good stuff. Uh, and, and then getting back to yourself, um, as a CEO, first time uh, a CEO, uh, you know, what are you doing? What do you do to develop yourself to be the best CEO that you can be? So I think for me, um, it's like the, the, the one and, and the foremost thing is to uh, surround myself with, with a great team. I think that's, uh, you know, success in a startup is is really only possible with a with an incredible team it's a team effort so uh that's really what i what what i think is key um as a as a ceo um and then i think also i've i've started uh coaching i think this is also a great way to you know be challenged uh, and really learn to 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 manage a team um and last but not least i think that uh also uh you know the 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 not only the mind is important but also the body so I, I try to, you know, be be super mindful of that as well. Sports is a huge part of 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 my my day, um, and so yeah, I would say these three things. Good stuff. Uh, and are, are you in in terms of sort of learning? Are you like an avid reader, uh, or I mean, some people prefer like learning by doing or reading or watching videos. What 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 is your your preference there? Yeah, I actually love listening to audiobooks. That's the okay. the the my my yeah my favorite way of consuming content. Um, so that's yeah that's that's how I do it. Which uh, which audiobook are you currently listening to, or what was the last one that you listened to? So in terms of uh, maybe more of a, of a startup related book, I really liked um, 
a, a recent book that I've, I've listened to, which is called The Advantage by uh, Patrick Lencioni. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, I particularly liked it because his one of his main themes is that in a company, it's all about the team. Uh, and he really puts, um, you know, amazing frameworks and way of looking at how to how to build a, a team uh, in the center of what he says. And I would recommend it to to everyone listening. Yeah, you know, he's a he's a great author and uh, definitely uh, uh, love his books. And Five Dysfunctions uh, of a Team is, uh, uh, is is a classic. I have to remember if I read The Advantage or not, but um, uh, I, I can't remember right now. Um, and and fi uh, finally, where can people find you online, Yoko? And uh, where can we learn more uh, about Ledgy? You know, classical uh, social media channel. We're we're there on on, on LinkedIn, on Twitter. Um, so you know, we can you can find us there, and obviously also on on ledge.com, uh, and otherwise via email. I'm I'm always happy to to chat about ownership or anything really. Uh, so please feel free to to reach out. Awesome. Well, well, congrats on uh, you know the success and growth to date. So the Series A. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing you and you know some of the team at Sastock in Dublin in October, you know, back in person. So can't wait for that. And um, yeah, catching up then uh, in person. But thanks so much, Yoko Spirit, co-founder and CEO uh, of Leggy uh, for coming on the SaaS Revolution show today and sharing um, uh, those lessons and, uh, and insights. Thank you so much for having me, Alex. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode of the SaaS Revolution show. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you learned something from it, check out sasdoc.com forward slash events to find all the upcoming SASDOC conferences around the world.